0: Star Wars 7x7 episode 1861 today. What can A Crash of Fate by Zoraida Cordova tell us about the sequel era timeline? Let's go. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode where I am continuing my look at A Crash of Fate by Zorada Cordova. We talked about it on Tuesday's episode of the show. That was the review episode, the non-spoiler episode. And we are going to venture lightly into spoiler territory on today's episode. So if you just utterly and completely Don't want the story spoiled for you. Well, I mean, I'm not really going to spoil the story at all. It's just certain elements within the novel, basically. But (laughs) you have been forewarned for all intents and purposes. If you just absolutely want to go into it blind, then save this show for a later date. But if you're okay with me just digging into this particular aspect of A Crash of Fate and where it fits into the Star Wars canon timeline, and in particular the sequel era, then let's go. What we find out in A Crash of Fate is that the novel, the major part of the novel, is taking place just a few months after the destruction of the Hosnian system. That is specifically referenced in the novel. And so already that puts it beyond The Last Jedi as to where it puts it in terms of The rise of Skywalker. Well, of course, that is naturally an open question. So then the next question becomes, I would say, kind of naturally, where does this mean it fits within the other pieces of the Galaxy's Edge story that we are being exposed to right now? In particular, the actual Galaxy's Edge theme park experience, we've been told that it takes place on a specific day within the Star Wars timeline. And so if you go there, no matter what day you're going, at least for the time being, you are arriving on a specific day in the Star Wars universe. And so, that would of course mean that A Crash of Fate takes place either before or after that particular day that's captured in amber, if you will, at Galaxy's Edge, the actual theme park experience. And I'll tell you, I think the answer is that it takes place after the Galaxy's Edge theme park experience because the way that the First Order presence is described in A Crash of Fate and you know as i said we're not doing some you know major story spoilers or anything like that so i guess in a way me telling you What I'm about to tell you sort of eliminates possible ideas in your head about what Crash of Fate is about, but the First Order has a presence in Black Spire Outpost, and there are a couple of situations where they appear in the novel, but they are by no means a part of the driving action of the novel. They just end up creating particular elements of conflict at moments in a Crash of Fate, but they are definitely not the center of the novel. However, the presence of stormtroopers is comparatively recent on Batuu, and yet there is proselytizing happening. Some random citizens on Batuu are out in the Black Spire Outpost marketplace and are talking about joining the First Order, trying to get people to join the First Order and saying, no, you got to join these people. And naturally that causes its own kind of conflict. But In thinking about the Galaxy's Edge experience, at least everything that I've read and seen about it so far, I don't think there are any open demonstrations by citizens in favor of the First Order or in support of the First Order at that point. And so that would suggest to me a more developed presence, a more developed influence of the First Order on the citizens of Batuu and Black Spire Outpost in A Crash of Fate as compared to what you see in the theme park experience, and so A Crash of Fate would take place after the theme park experience, based on that. At least that's my reasoning. As far as the Resistance goes, well, what we learn from A Crash of Fate is that their presence is known, sort of, on Batu, but it's only spoken of in Whispers, and the character Jules is not necessarily sure that it is in fact true that the Resistance is on Batu. Basically, the notion is that people talk and tell tell tales and stories and you hear rumors and things like that, but it's not necessarily a sure thing, or at least from his perspective, he doesn't know whether to believe that the Resistance is actually on the two until he actually has an encounter with the Resistance or representatives thereof. And similar to the First Order situation with A Crash of Fate, the Resistance presence in A Crash of Fate is also comparatively minimal as far as the overall plot and events of the story goes, but it does play an important role of sorts. I know that sounds a bit oxymoronic, but I promise you it makes sense, and in fact, I will explain fully on tomorrow's episode of the show. As far as the two members of the Resistance that we meet in A Crash of Fate, or at least the two members that we knowingly meet, one of them is identified as a young Mon Calamari man named Lejo. As for Lejo's partner, she is not named in the novel, which of course leads you to start wondering who this person might be. The only information we get is that she has dark brown skin and And tight curly hair kept short. That's what it says in the novel. And if you look at the promotional posters for Phasma, the novel by Delilah Dawson that came out as part of the Journey to the Last Jedi publishing initiative, well... That description fits with Vi Marotti, the resistance spy featured prominently in that novel, and who will also be appearing in her novel Black Spire that's coming out later this month, and who also appears roaming around Black Spire Outpost in the Galaxy's Edge theme park as well. And granted, I'm sure there are many people who could be described as having dark brown skin and tight curly hair kept short in the Star Wars galaxy in general, but it seems rather an interesting coincidence that somebody fitting a basic description of Vimerati would be spotted on Batuu when we know that Vimerati is appearing on Batuu in multiple Star Wars storytelling opportunities. So, yeah, that's really kind of intriguing. The only thing that's a little puzzling is the hairstyle situation which i'm actually going to get into this weekend on the show so stay tuned for that there is one other timeline element that's worth mentioning about a crash of fate and it has to do with the epilogue of the story and i'm going to share that with you after the break stay tuned check out sw7x7.com/email to learn more about constant contact and start a free trial once again that is sw7x7.com/email for a free trial welcome back So, the events of the epilogue of A Crash of Fate do not take place immediately after the body of the novel. And it's not clear exactly how long, but there are a couple of clues, and there's a reason why it's worth working through those clues, which I will explain in a moment. But first, the clues. There is a ship that's damaged at the end of the body of the novel, and it takes quote-unquote weeks for it to be repaired, so that's one clue. Another clue is that our main characters, Izzy and Jules, are making plans for their next adventure, and they've been doing this for weeks in the cantina, so there's another use of weeks. And my read of the novel, at least, suggests that those two weeks periods are consecutive and not concurrent, so... I get the sense that it's at least a month, maybe more, after the events of the body of the novel that this epilogue takes place. And in the epilogue, people are observed packing up and leaving Batu, which the characters ascribe to the increasingly felt presence of the First Order on Batu. But at the end of the epilogue, fighting breaks out between the Resistance and the First Order, and it's characterized as the Resistance finally coming out of hiding. Now, we don't get to learn... What kind of ships or personnel, either the Resistance or the First Order, are fielding in this first outbreak of conflict? Just laser fire is described in the sky, and that's pretty much it. But this is the first instance of open warfare between the two, and it takes place, we'll say, roughly a month or so after the events of the novel, and since the novel takes place a few months after the cataclysm in the Hosnian system... Well, that puts it, we'll say, roughly six months after the events of The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens. And that right there is everything you need to know about the timeline of A Crash of Fate. And that's going to do it for today's episode of the show, too. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be